What's up everybody, this is Rohit and this is one another episode of my book reading which is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving the Fuck. So now I'm on the page number 33 and the topic of today is Emotions are overrated. Emotions evolved for one specific purpose, to help us live and reproduce a little bit better. That's it. They are feedback mechanisms telling us that something is like either likely right or likely wrong for us. Nothing more, nothing less. Let me turn the page. Much as the pain of touching a hot stove teaches you not to touch it again, the sadness of being alone teaches you not to do the things that made you feel so alone again. Emotions are simply biological signals designed to nudge you in the direction of beneficial change. Look. I don't mean to make light of your middle life crisis or the fact that your drunk dad stole your bike when you were 8 years old and you still haven't got it over it. But when it comes down to it, if you feel crappy, it's because your brain is telling you that there is a problem that's unaddressed or unresolved. In other words, negative emotions are a call to action. When you feel them, it's because you are supposed to do something. Positive emotions, on the other hand, are rewards for taking the proper action. When you feel them, life seems simple and there is nothing else to do but enjoy it. Then, like everything else, the positive emotions go away because more problems inevitably emerge. Emotions are part of the equation of our lives, but not the entire equation. Just because something feels good doesn't mean it's good. Just because something feels bad doesn't mean it's bad. Emotions are merely signposts, suggestions that our neurobiology gives us, not commandments. Therefore, we shouldn't always trust our own emotions. In fact, I believe we should make a habit of questioning them. Many people are taught to repress their emotions for various personal, social or cultural reasons, particularly negative emotions. Sadly, to deny one's negative emotions is to deny many of the feedback mechanisms that help a person solve problems. As a result, many of these repressed individuals struggle to deal with problems throughout their lives and if they can't solve problems, then they can't be happy. Remember? Pain serves a purpose. But then there are those people who over-identify with their emotions. Everything is justified for no other reason than they felt it. Oh, I broke your windshield. But I was really mad. I couldn't help it. Or I dropped out of school and moved to Alaska just because it felt right. A decision-making based on emotional intuition without the aid of reason to keep it in line pretty much always sucks. You know who bases their entire lives on their emotions? Three-year-old kids and dogs. You know what else three-year-old olds and dogs do? Shit on the carpet. An obsession and overinvestment in emotion fails us for the simple reason that emotions never last. Whatever makes us happy today will no longer make us happy tomorrow. Because our biology always needs something more. A fixation on happiness inevitably amounts to a never-ending pursuit of something else. A new house, a new relationship, another child, another pay raise. Despite all of our sweat and strain, we end up feeling eerily similar to how we started in etiquette. Psychologists sometimes refer to this concept as the hedonic treadmill, the idea that we are always working hard to change our life situation, but we actually never feel very different. This is why our problems are recursive and unavoidable. The person you marry is the person you fight with. The house you buy is the house you repair. The dream job you take is the job you stress over. Everything comes with an inherent sacrifice. Whatever makes us feel good will also inevitably makes us feel bad. What we gain is also what we lose. 
what creates our positive experiences will define our negative experiences this is a difficult pill to swallow we like the idea that there is some form of ultimate happiness that can be attained we like the idea that we can elevate all of our suffering permanently we like the idea that we can feel fulfilled and satisfied within our own lives forever but we cannot choose your struggle if i ask you what do you want out of life and you say something like i want to be happy and have a great family and a job i like your response is so common and expected that it doesn't really mean anything everybody enjoys what feels good everyone wants to live a carefree happy and easy life to fall in love and have amazing sex and relationships to look perfect and make money and be popular and well respected and admired and a total ball up to the point that people part like the red sea when they walk into the room everybody wants that it's easy to want that a more interesting question a question that most people never consider is what pain do you want in your life what are you willing to struggle for because that seems to be a greater determinant of how our lives turn out for example most people want to get the corner office and make a boat load of money but not many people want to suffer through 60 hour work weeks long commutes obnoxious paperwork and arbitrary corporate hierarchies to escape the confines of an infinite cubicle hell most people want to have great sex and an awesome relationship but not everyone is willing to go through the tough conversations the awkward silences the hurt feelings and the emotional psychodrama to get there and so they settle they settle and wonder what if for years and years until the question morphs from what if into what else and when the lawyers go home and the alimony check is in the mail they say what for if not for their lowered standards and expectations 20 years prior then what for because happiness requires struggle it grows from problems joy doesn't just sprout out of the ground like daisies and rainbows real serious lifelong fulfillment and meaning have to be earned through the choosing and managing of our struggles whether you suffer from anxiety or loneliness or obsessive compulsive disorder or a dickhead boss who ruins half of your walking waking hours every day the solution lies in the acceptance and active engagement of the negative experience not the avoidance of it not the salvation from it people want an amazing physique but you don't end up with an with one unless you legitimately appreciate the pain and physical stress that come with the living inside a gym for hour upon hour unless you love calculating and calibrating the food you eat planning your life out in tiny plate sized portions people want to start their own business but you don't end up a successful entrepreneur unless you find a way to appreciate the risks the uncertainty the repeated failures the insane hours devoted to something that may earn absolutely nothing people want a partner a spouse but you don't end up attracting someone amazing without appreciating the emotional turbulence that comes with weathering rejections building a sexual tension that never gets released and staring blankly at a phone that never rings it's part of the game of love you can't win if you don't play <laughs> amazing what determines your success isn't what do you want to enjoy the relevant question is what pain do you want to sustain the pain to happiness is a path full of shit heaps and shame you have to choose something you can't have a pain free life it can't be all roses and unicorns all the time pleasure is the easy question 
and pretty much all of us have a similar answer. The more interesting question is the pain. What is the pain that you want to sustain? That's the hard question that matters. The question that will actually get you somewhere is the question that can change a perspective, a life. It's what makes me, me and you, you. It's what defines us and separates us and ultimately brings us together. For most of my adolescence and young adulthood, I fantasized about being a musician, a rock star in particular. Any bad ass guitar song I heard, I would always close my eyes and envision myself on a stage. Playing it to the screams of the crowd, people absolutely losing their minds to my sweet finger noodling glory, noodling glory. This fantasy could keep me occupied for hours on end. For me, it was never a question of if I would ever be a playing in front of screaming crowds, but when. I had it all planned out. I was simply biding my time before I could invest the proper amount of energy and effort into getting out there and making my mark. First, I needed to finish school. Then, I needed to make some extra money to buy gear. Then, I needed to find enough free time to practice. Then, I had to network and plan my first project. Then, and then nothing. Despite my fantasizing about this for over half my lifetime, the reality never came to fruition. And it took me a long time and a lot of struggle to finally figure out why I didn't actually want it. I was in love with the result, the image of me on stage, people cheering, me rocking out, pouring my heart into what I was playing, but I wasn't in love with the process. Because of that, I failed at it. Repeatedly. Hell. I didn't even try hard enough to fail at it. I hardly tried at all. The daily drudgery of practicing, the logistics of finding a group and rehearsing, the pain of finding gigs and actually getting people to show up and give a shit. The broken strings, the blown tube amp, hauling 40 pounds of gear to and from rehearsals with no car. It's a mountain of a dream and a mile high, mile high climb to the top. And what it took me a long time, let me change the page, to discover is that I didn't like to climb much. I just like to imagine the summit. Alright, so let's go. The common cultural narratives would tell me that I somehow failed myself. That I'm a quitter or a loser. That I just didn't have it. And that I gave up on my dream and that maybe I let myself succumb to the pressures of society. But the truth is far less interesting than any of these explanations. The truth is, I thought I wanted something, but it turns out I didn't. End of story. I wanted the reward and then not the struggle. I wanted the result and not the process. I was in love with not the fight, but only the victory. Life doesn't work that way. Who you are is defined by what you're willing to struggle for. People who enjoy the struggles of a gym are the ones who run triathlons and have chiseled abs and can bench press a small house. People who enjoy long work weeks and politics of the corporate ladder are the ones who fly to the top of it. People who enjoy the stresses and uncertainties of the starving artist lifestyle are ultimately the ones who live it and make it. This is not about willpower or grit. This is not another astonishment, admo- admonishment sorry, of no pain, no gain. 
This is the most simple and basic component of life. Our struggles determine our success. Our problems birth our happiness along with slightly better, slightly upgraded problems. See? It's a never-ending upward spiral. And if you think at any point you are allowed to stop climbing, I'm afraid you're missing the point. Because the joy is in the climb itself. Wow. The joy is in the climb itself. So love the process, not the end result. Love the process. That's all for today's episode. If you have got some value out of it, let me know into the comment section below or you can also message me or DM me. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye.